everybody. Here we go. Welcome to the Celebrity Death Pool podcast. Uh, my name is Bethany. I am your host. With me is my friend Brad. What's up, Brad? Hello, everybody. Hello, um, Bethany. Hi. So it has been a little while since we've had a chance to actually sit down and reconnect and chat about uh, all things celebrity death. You and I talk on a pretty regular basis, and often we will talk about celebrity death, but a lot of times it's about a bunch of other crap, music and movies and what's going on with the family and all that jazz, but we never really make a point to sit down and talk about celebrity deaths, and there have been quite a few um, over the last month or so, and so we have put together our list of top I don't want to say top celebrities, but some of the biggest names that we we have seen come through um, over the last couple of weeks of people that have died. And we're going to chat enough, about those with enough you big names to fill an episode. How's that? There we go. That's that's a that's a good point, um, because, you know, but in reality, though, Brad, let's think about this. We could probably fill an episode just talking about a bunch of bullshit between the two of us that maybe doesn't have anything to do with celebrity death, but. That's why the people come here is to listen that's to right. stuff that's going on. So it would still be just as entertaining. <laughs> well, it might not be entertaining to anybody else, but it's entertaining to us. So, sure. <laughs> um, so I've got a list of names. You've got a list of names. Um, I think that we should go through a handful of the list that we've got. And for those that are listening, uh, please keep in mind that those that we discuss on this show are definitely not all inclusive of all of the celebrities that have passed away in any given time frame. Um, if you want a more complete list, I encourage you to go to our Facebook page at Celebrity Death Pool on Facebook. We are the one with all of the celebrity headstones at the top of the page. Uh, take a look there. In fact, just recently this year, we made a rule that said that in order for points to count, the celebrity death has to be posted to that page in order for you to get points. So that list is far more inclusive than what Brad and I talk about on a regular basis. But to be perfectly honest, one, we don't have enough time uh, to get through all of those names on any particular list. Two, you guys would be bored as hell. And three, quite honestly, some of those celebrities are really not celebrities and Nobody wants to listen to that stuff. So you mean like Pop and Taco from the movie Breaking in the 80s? I'm sure our condolences to the Taco family and all of Taco's Pop and friends. Taco family. Correct. Um, may he rest in peace and forever break dance in the hearts of millions. But forever yeah. immortalized in the movie Breaking. But Breaking, right? Not Breaking to Electric No, Boogaloo. not Electric Boogaloo. The original break. The original break-in, um, which I, which I have to say, warms my heart that TMZ still reports on those actors from the original break-in in 1984. There, it's worthy enough to mention on TMZ. That's because everybody that works at TMZ or they know that who's listening to it are people like you and I who watched break-in, and it's important to us. We need to know these things. We need right. to remember what happened. Um, all right. So having said that, that was uh, Pop and Taco's nod on the Celebrity Death Pool podcast. We're moving on. We're moving on to some bigger names. Um, how about we start with a doozy? How about we go out with the big one? Uh, Ivana Trump passed away just this week. Uh, we're recording this 
middle of July, and she just passed away on July 15th, dare I say, under questionable circumstances. Do I go there? Well, you know, it's funny when I, when I heard it, I thought I heard Ivanka Trump died. Oh, and I thought, whoa, how did she die? And obviously it was Ivana. Correct. But which is Donald's first wife, the mother of Ivanka. Ivanka, Eric and Don Jr. Don Jr. Ivana was credited with coining Donald Trump's nickname, the Donald. And Ivana Trump was 73. And the New York Times has recently indicated that she has, the cause of death was blunt force trauma to her torso. She was found at the bottom of a staircase or that. So originally they came out and said it was cardiac arrest and no foul play. And now it's coming out that she fell down the stairs no foul play. Now they're saying there was blunt force trauma. And for those of you that are not in the know, there is a trial going on uh, in the state of New York, in New York City, on the Trump Corporation's business practices. And I think they said that Ivanka and Don Jr. were supposed to testify this week. Correct. So it's questionable timing as to why Ivana Trump fell down the stairs. If I understand correctly, Ivana Trump was found dead the day before at least one of the Trump children was supposed to testify. The timing is questionable. It is a little sus. It's And I am very much a conspiracy theorist in a lot of ways. And this one definitely has my spidey senses tingling because it just seems... Very interesting in the time. And now, quick disclaimer, nobody that is playing the game, our game, <laughs> caused this death. Correct. Um, points wouldn't count. Points wouldn't count. I don't think anybody had her on their list anyway, so it really wouldn't yeah. matter. You know, again, Ivana Trump was not a young individual. She was 73. Now, granted, 73 is not ancient by any stretch of the imagination, but she's also not 23. Um, It is very possible that in her advanced age, she maybe slipped down a staircase. Maybe she did trip over a shoe. Maybe a dog ran in front of her and she stumbled. You know, a multitude of things could have happened to cause this. And the timing is just a coincidence, but it does look a little donkey, if you ask me. But. Nobody yeah. is asking me, so that's just my opinion. Um, no, I don't know how broken up the Don is either. Well, that's I mean, two wives ago for him, but they well, said was, they would speak at least once a week. I was going to say they were they were still close. Um, you know, now the kids are grown, so it's not like there's a co-parenting situation there. I mean, they're adult children, so we don't have to worry about soccer schedules and shit like that. Um, but Uh, they were still close. She endorsed him during his presidential runs. So, you know, um, she did. She wanted to get pushed down the stairs. Right. (laughs) Well, we see where that led. Uh, (laughs) Dump, dump, dump. Um, I got a gut feeling this is going to end up being a Netflix documentary in about a decade or so, but 
That's sure. that's just my thought. We're still so. watching it be written is what it is. Right. Um, so yeah, so I would imagine that there will be a very big, lavish New York funeral for Ivana Trump in the coming days um, with lots of pomp and circumstance. Maybe, I don't know. That's just, that's how it strikes me. Um, but yeah, so she passed away. Uh, let's move on uh, before the Secret Service starts to bug us and... <laughs> Yeah, we start getting knocked on our door. <laughs> um, let's move on to some other stuff. Um, I am going to talk about James Kahn. Uh, James Kahn, I got to be honest, somebody posted this to our page. And it was one of those things that as soon as I read it, you know, some of these names, when they get posted to our Facebook page, you know, you have mixed reactions and, and you know, pop and taco no offense again to the pop and taco family it was a oh that sucks and then I went on about making dinner or whatever the hell I was doing um James Kahn when somebody posted it to the page it really was one of those oh crap that's yeah that's really sad like I really that was a real bummer for me um he's 82 when he passed away from what I can tell I have not found something that said that there was a cause of death. Um, it could I think be... I've not seen anything as a cause of death myself. No. So. Um, in, in the words of one of my favorite DJs ever, Jeff Burton, if you're a St. Louis local, you know who Jeff Burton is. Um, so uh, you'll appreciate this, but uh, perhaps James Kahn died from the unfortunate case of just too many birthdays. Uh, you know, it happens to the best of us sometimes. So um, it it, that could very well be it. James Kahn to me is a guy who just had a presence about him. Like he was just effortlessly cool as hell. Um, and I think he passed it on to his son. And it's just... But you know what's funny? His son's not as cool as James. No, no, his son's not as cool. It definitely definitely, got diluted. He's (laughs) definitely like trying, his son's trying too hard and I wish his dad would have said something. But I actually learned from his passing that he's Jewish. I did not know that James Conn was Jewish. And I can say that because I'm Jewish. Um, But I I I can't say that? Oh, you can say it, but you (laughs) may offend some people. Okay. Um. But what I think is interesting is he played Sonny Corleone in the Godfather movie, which is like the Italian Godfather best movie ever made. And he's Jewish. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah I could see that. All right. Um, so. My thing with James Conn, there are there are three movies, I would say four, with the exception of Godfather three movies that jump to mind when I think of James Caan one is misery which is easily one of the greatest movies of all time um and a Stephen King novel Stephen King novel James Caan played a writer and um an obsessed fan basically takes him hostage I'm truly not spoiling anything with that because one the movie's about 30 years old and that's the whole premise of the of the book and the film um and it's phenomenal absolutely and you need a strong stomach for this movie 
eh, in bits. I yeah. mean, come on. Um, the other one is Elf, which uh, absolutely every everybody. It's probably Godfather number one, Elf number two, and I would say a very close number three. Believe it or not, is Brian Song. See, and that's, that's so funny. That's this is the difference between me and you, and the fact that you went Brian Song, and my third one was Honeymoon in Vegas. <laughs> so Brian Song was actually a made-for-TV movie about the friendship between Gail Sayers and Brian Piccolo, who played professional football for the Bears, and was the very first mixed race roommate arrangement. They became very good friends. And Brian Piccolo was diagnosed with cancer and passed away. I think he only played football for a year or two. And it's a very, I mean, there's, it's like old yeller. There's just not a dry eye at the end of that movie, but that's what got him on the map. But I would say if I had named three movies of James Conn, Godfather, Elf, Brian Song, but for me personally, it would be Brian Song, Rollerball. No one mentions the original Rollerball. And then Alien Nation from the 80s. I feel, I feel the, like you're just making shit up at this point. You probably do. But see, I like things a little obscure. He was the detective in Alien Nation, the movie, not the TV show. I don't but remember he, Alien Nation. Are you well, talking you about have, V? No, there was a movie, and you can look it up after this, called Alien Nation, where aliens were living among us like regular citizens and his partner was one of the aliens and they had to solve a crime okay yeah so which one but, ripped no, off I, which one then because isn't that the premise of v um i think actually it did come out after v but it, alienation did so well that fox made it into a series but it wasn't with james Conn. Okay. but just when you look at the list of movies he's done we could sit here and talk up talk about them all day i mean the guy was just a working actor that everybody knew and he was working up until 2021 there's credits on the imdb page um that he did release something in 2021 he has something in post-production that looks like it was slated to come out in 2023 and there are a couple of other things that he was tagged in for 2023 i don't know if those are pre-production or if he has anything in a can on any of those i i'm not sure um but he was working up until you know, yeah. the time of his passing. Um, now, the last... Did anyone, did anyone... I think nobody had him on their list. No, no. Uh -uh. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. No, nobody had him. Um, but but that was a big too. One. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, That's, again... again, what happens. You just... These people in these movies, they, they stop aging in your mind because you remember them from the movies. And then when, like, you turn your head and see what they actually look like today, that they continue aging like we do... It's just you're almost mind blowing, right? He he like is elf to me. He is that yeah, character. Of course, of course. Yeah. he made yeah. the movie, right? And that movie is ten years old, but I can tell you, he has not aged a day in my mind from that movie. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. So so unfortunately, James Conn is no longer with us. Again, died at the age of eighty two. Um, Let's let's jump from one mobster to another, and we're going to go to Polly Walnuts of The Sopranos, who passed away at the age of seventy nine. Um, 
poor guy. He was he was the comic relief in Sopranos. He really was. And so <laughs> so I I'm probably gonna get the my like pop culture card revoked, but I did not watch all of the Sopranos. I didn't. Well, you, I, probably, you probably should have a couple points taken off your card. I know. So I watched the first couple of seasons. I think I fell off a little bit. I came back in in a season, fell off a little bit. I watched the end. So kind of like, I know what happens. I mean, like, I know, I know what happens, but I wasn't a dedicated Sopranos fan. I did try to rewatch it. Um, recently like uh I had a, a dry spell and watching stuff and I'm like oh we'll we'll watch the Sopranos from the beginning eh it's fine <laughs> like he was also in Goodfellas too he's you want to talk about he, typecast I was gonna say that's this guy was, this guy is typecast mobster like this that's is, all he's doing right but you know what it. this is where I wouldn't complain about being typecast if you're an actor he kind of hit the gold mine of ty- being typecast sure he actually I'm just reading here. I'd been living in assisted living home in Fort Lauderdale, Florida for a couple of years and uh, had been in failing health. I mean, he was, how would it say he was? 79. He was 79. 79. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Um, here, let me read to you the movies he was in. Goodfellas, Mighty Aphrodite, Gotti, Copland, Mickey Blue Eyes, Sopranos. I mean, I, so think, this nice, guy was in the real, I think he was in the real mafia. Family fun filled. Yeah, I think he was really a made man, and on the side he acted. (laughs) (laughs) That might be the case. Um, Yeah, everyone remembers him from his hair. He is. If you don't know who he is, he is the one that has the skunk gray on the side and black in the middle. Right. Right. Here's a good trivia question for you. Most people can't answer, and I bet you're not going to get it because you're not a Sopranos person. But what was Polly Walnut's last name? Because everyone called him Polly, or they called him Polly Walnuts. But do you know oh. what his character's last name was in Sopranos without looking it up real quick behind my back? I actually thought I did until you put me on the spot. So no, what is it? Gultieri. Oh. And I didn't know that till I then saw I it. Been wrong. Okay. I don't think anybody knew. I didn't know. Huh. Yeah, Polly. everybody just called him Polly or Polly Walnuts. Um <laughs> I just always thought it was funny. His nickname was Walnuts. I'm like, oh my God. That's because he's got, he's got a set. He's got, he's a, got set. a set. That's what it is. Um, yeah. He would be to me that he would see, seem so out of place. Like if you did cast him in this sort of like feel good movie where he's just like a lovable grandpa and he takes nope. his kids, you know, grandkids fishing or it would seem so foreign. Like I would just be constantly waiting for him to like pull a gun out of the tackle box and shoot a fish or yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah. something I mean, bonkers like that. Every, it, the, the guy gets pissed off every day and wants yeah. to kill everybody, but yeah. he just, he was a great character on the, he made the show. He was the comic relief on that show. Most of the funniest, you know, Sopranos isn't known for being funny, but of the scenes where they put in a little bit of comedy, he was involved. You had to have a little bit of levity and he oh, was, yeah. he was the one. Um, Before so yeah, he whacked so somebody. He, uh, he passed away just recently at the age of 79. Nobody um, had him, I assume. No, to my knowledge, yeah. nobody had him. When I did a quick search, I didn't find him, but 
it's possible that if it was sent to me with like an, a misspelling on a name or something, I might've missed it when I did a quick search. So I will go back and make sure a hundred percent, but no, nobody had them that I can tell. Um, so let's go on to one that actually passed away a little bit ago. We probably missed him during one of our other sessions, um, or it might've come like snuck in right before, but Fred Ward, um, who was 79 Fred Ward. If you are a rom-com fan, he is the father in sweet home, Alabama. He is Reese Witherspoon's dad and sweet, which again, Fred Ward to me, he was in a million things. And the oh only two things that come to mind are sweet home, Alabama and trimmers. That's it. <laughs> right. But again, the difference between you and me, when you say Fred Ward, I think right stuff. He played Gus Grissom in the movie, the right stuff. Um, the very first movie personally I saw him in was the 1982 time travel classic time rider, the adventures of Lyle Swan, which he was a professional motorcycle rider from the future who gets zapped back into the 1800 wild West with his motorcycle and his high tech helmet. And I remember I saw that movie thinking, wow, that is the coolest helmet in the world because it had all this technology and I could probably go out and buy this helmet right now and it would have the same technology they had in the movie. Uh, did it have like a phone and a walkie-talkie? Yeah, he was also, for anyone that saw um, Road Trip, he was the father of uh, the kid in Road Trip that they, Kyle, who they borrowed his car, and oh, borrowed yeah. his credit card. Yep, yep. <laughs> Fred Ward was Kyle's father in Road Trip. Yep. Boy, that's He's, yeah, just a great actor. You know him from Tremors if you don't know him by name. If you know him by name, you know he's been in a ton of great movies, such as The Right Stuff. And I mean, Remo Williams, The Adventure Continues was another action movie he was in, played a martial arts guy. I mean, he was an 80s guy. He was an 80s guy. He was an he, 80s yeah. guy. He yeah. grew up on Fred Ward. He, Uncommon um, Valor. I mean, the list crazy Miami See, blues and you're listing again you're, you're uh, the difference between us is 10 years and that 10 years makes all the difference it does because the stuff that you're listing one sounds horrific okay and two I've never heard of you know who else he was Joe Dirt's dad and Joe Dirt oh yes I did know that yes that was <laughs> cinema masterpiece i'm telling Joe you Dirt. that's where that's where you and i overlap <laughs> when it comes to like high quality you yeah. know eighth grade adolescent boy humor apparently that's where we overlap yep. <laughs> joe dirt his, you ain't got no whistling dixies no his acting bumps. credits actually stop in like the late 2000 teens like uh 2015 2018 was it for him so he kind of stopped working and it's then you hear he passed away and you realize wow yeah i haven't seen him in a long time but god he's right. done just he has a great i think that's the work. difference that's a big difference between what i would say is entertainment or acting and air quote normal professions because you can be an actor or an entertainer and arguably work 
your entire life. Um, you know, because movies are, or TV shows are always going to need somebody that plays an 80 year old or plays a 70 year old and right. what better person to do that than somebody that is 70 or 80. Um, but most of us that are in the normal working class world don't want to be working when you're 70 or 80 and the goal is to get out before then. So, you know, I mean, it's not unreasonable to think that somebody is going to, you know, retire. And so maybe he made that decision to do that. Uh, you know, I would like to hope that he made the decision to retire and live the last couple of years of his life, just kind of enjoying life and enjoying his grandkids and painting seascapes. I don't know. And um, finally, I just remembered that he was in the Clint Eastwood classic Escape from Alcatraz. He was one of the guys that escaped from Alcatraz. Hmm. And you probably never saw that movie. I feel like I did, but honestly, I don't. It's a, these are great movies. Remember, I saw so, The Rock. Does that count? Well, Fred Ward wasn't in it, but. No, that's <laughs> true. I've been there. Does that count for anything? Well, I've actually been to Alcatraz twice. Then you saw, you saw Fred Ward was the actor. I was there. The guy that escaped, one of the guys that escaped. I walked in Fred Ward's footsteps. Right. Among a million others. Again, another piece of my childhood is, is gone. It's gone. It's gone. Okay. So let's talk about um, another one that has passed away that I had on. I did not have him on my list. I was going to say I had on my list, but I meant my show notes list. Um, Philip Baker Hall. Um, Philip Baker Hall is, um, again, one of those actors that I feel like he's been in everything, but for me, um, he was 90 for one, let's start at this. He was 90. So he has had a very long career. He passed away from emphysema. And, um, whenever I think of Philip Baker Hall, I think of Boogie Nights, uh, he was in Boogie Nights, which to me, that movie had such an impact on me. Like it hit in my 20s and it was just so well done. Um, yes, it is about the 70s porn industry and, you know, everything that goes around with it. But it is just such a well done movie. And he was it's so a good period piece. It really is. And he was good so good piece. in it. Everybody in that film was so good and it was shot so beautifully and he was just such a great character actor in that whole movie um, that that is, that is just when I see his face, that is what I think of is Boogie Nights. Um, but he, he passed away at the age of 90. Again, and when I see his face, all I can see is Lieutenant Joe Bookman from oh. Seinfeld. The library detective whose sole purpose in life is to get those overdue library book fees paid, regardless right. of how long you've had that library book out. Didn't he come after, uh, was he, he came after Jerry or Kramer? He came after Jerry, yeah. For a book that he had for like 30 years. For an right? unpaid, uh, yeah, he, and he wanted the, the late fees paid, but it's yeah. just was hilarious if you haven't seen that episode. But it's interesting. He always kind of played the same character that's you know? sort of like angry old man yeah and he like, just 
fit it well. I mean, he's, he's one of those that falls into our category. You don't know him by name, but you know him by face. And he also like, falls into the category of he has always been old. Like, <laughs> I don't he, know. <laughs> he was born old. <laughs> he's always been 70 plus. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't imagine. I'm sure, again, I'm sure at some time he was a strapping young buck in his 20s. Just, yeah. you know, crushing it. But I have a really hard time seeing that in my head. Um, yeah. He was in, a, I mean, he was in Bruce Almighty. He was the boss at the uh, television station. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's just been, again, you don't know him by name, but you know him by face. And the guy has always been old. He, um, his face to me looks like if they ever made a live action droopy dog film he would be he would be droopy he would be and maybe not the droopy dog but like definitely droopy dog's dad or yeah. grandpa like yeah. he just has that look about him yep that was, he was a missed opportunity he was also the uh uh and the amityville horror remake in 2005 he was the father he was the 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 reverend that came to the house the one with uh, Ryan Reynolds? One with Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Huh. I don't remember that. I don't think I finished watching that movie because, eh, whatever. But you know what? If you want to see a good movie that he was in, and I would agree with you, Bethany, go see Boogie Nights if you haven't. It's a great piece. It's not overtly sexual you will not be uncomfortable watching it. it is not pornographic but it's about that industry in the 70s and they do a great job well i don't i don't know about it not being overtly sexual i feel like that there well, were a lot when you of... hear it's about the porn industry what are you thinking you're gonna see but they don't they don't overdo it they do it a tasteful way okay sure. except the very end <laughs> okay i mean sure i don't know I would probably say that there's, if you, if you're watching a movie about the seventies porn industry, that's what you're going to see is the seventies yeah, porn I industry, it. but it was really, 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 really good. Well. John C. Riley is phenomenal. Um, William H. Burt Macy. Reynolds. So good. Um, I mean, Burt, I think that was Reynolds, that? Mark Wahlberg. Was that Heather Graham's first movie? Heather Graham? No. God, she was in License to Drive in the 80s. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. You've lost another point on your pop culture oh. card. What? No, that's not true because I remember that movie vividly because she danced on the car in her pink heels and scratched remember what her, her name was? Remember what her name was in that movie? No. Mercedes. Oh, that's right. Yep. See, this goes back to what you said at the very beginning of this episode, the mindless stuff we talk about. I know. It's, and like, this is the stuff that's, you know what though? I will say this. Okay. So I don't remember where I recently saw this, but it really, it really validated me. <laughs> I felt much better about myself after reading or hearing this. So I watch Jeopardy on a regular basis. It's like every day recorded. If I don't watch it, like, at the time that it's on, I watch it sometime later in the day. I love watching Jeopardy. But I also suck at Jeopardy. And the only categories that I ever do well on are these sort of, like, off-brand ones that are about pop culture or oh, yeah. food or some bullshit like that. 
Been there, um, done that. But I was listening to something, and I don't remember where, and I don't remember what it was, and I would love to be able to give credit to whoever said this because it really did kind of resonate with me. But when you look at some of those questions that are on Jeopardy, and they're talking about whatever it is, you know, kings and queens and the mistresses that they had and who was killed for what and the scandal that was ensued or the art that people ask questions about or the music that was popular, like classical music or whatever the case is. It's no different. You know, you're no better because you know that than somebody who maybe knows pop culture references now. Um, Just because you happen to know all that, you know, I mean whatever you know king henry was you know the nick cannon of his time so it's it's you know maybe you don't know that stuff now but i feel like i yeah i keep up with the kardashians i can name all of the freaking grandkids and i can you know know who chloe is having a baby with and all that jazz and i feel a little bit validated in the fact that it's just the pop culture that it is today and maybe in jeopardy you know 200 years from now they'll be asking those questions instead of questions about i don't know king henry the eighth or something so all i know about jeopardy is i probably should have paid more attention in school right but see that's the point that i'm trying to make though like what makes that more important than some of this other stuff because i would argue that there are just as many our version of art now the form of art is different than it was in the 17th century, but music and film and TV and movies are just as important to us now as plays and stories were, you know, 400 years ago. And I think as time progresses, those questions, as we become in charge of those questions will probably start coming up. Probably so. Probably so. So anyway, I don't know how I got on that really weird sidebar tangent, but um, yeah. So so that is what I have. You have one more on that you want to Actually, cover, I've right? got two real quick ones. Uh, right. First, Tony Saragusa, football player, actually 55 years old, um, and he passed away in his sleep. Now, NFL players, unfortunately, do not have long lifespans. He was a defensive lineman, so he was overweight. He, if you don't remember him, he played for the Colts and the Baltimore Ravens when the Ravens won the Super Bowl. But the show Hard Knocks, actually the very first year they ever did Hard Knocks on HBO, they did the Baltimore Ravens. And Tony Saragusa, along with uh, Shannon Sharp, stole the show. So you probably would know Tony Saragusa from Hard Knocks if you're not a football fan or if you watched it. But he also was one of the sideline reporters for Fox for a while. They used to have him stand in the end zone, behind the end zone, and he would add his color commentary you from know his what? vantage point. Now that you say that, you remember I do him? remember him yeah. from yeah. that. Now, they haven't used him in a few years, but he, for a while was Fox would have him stand in the back of the end zones yeah. and get his take on something. And he always, you know, put some colorful commentary, tried to be funny. Um, but yeah, I died at 55, which is a young age, but maybe not so young for a former NFL player. And Do then they the know last why? one. Do they know why he died? You know what? All I've heard is he died in his sleep. 
That's it. And then the last one to bring up is Larry Storch, who was 99 years old. And I got, I guess, a point. Um, Larry Storch, you probably know him from F Troop if you were born in 1970 or before. Um, but he was also in the movie Airport 75. If you are a fan of the disaster movies of the 70s, and we had a bunch of airports, he was in Airport 75. So not to be big, confused with Airplane. Airport, not to be confused with Airplane, right. which was a parody of which all the airports. Airport, airport think, was a... I mean, you had action. Airport 75, Airport 77, one of them where the plane went into the ocean and they had to find it. This is the one I think where the plane ran into another plane. Oh. Um, and then there was the one with the Concorde. We don't have to get into the airport series, but if you were an actor and you got chosen for one of those, those were all star casts. So he was big enough from F Troop to be put in an airport movie. And so they were like the Sharknados before Sharknado. Five-time winner Brad Snitzer did have him on his list <laughs> because I didn't think anyone else was going to have him, and I didn't realize he was 99, so I probably didn't get a lot of points. That's a good segue to jump into the game updates. So right now, we are in the middle of open enrollment. Um, open enrollment is a period of time. It's about two weeks long where players can switch up their lists. One, if they have vacancies in their list, meaning that somebody on their list has passed away earlier this year, they can fill in those gaps by adding new names to those gaps. Uh, and two, if they want to swap names out, if they suddenly have somebody on their list that was maybe leading a very reckless lifestyle earlier in the year and now have checked themselves into rehab and are on the road to recovery and looking like they're going to make a promising outcome, Again, you know, a player may want to switch them out, put somebody else on there. So this is the time to do that. Um, we've got another, I don't know, week or so of people to submit names. Uh, so those are going to be coming in. And then a quick point update. So Beth is currently in the lead. Um, and you know what? Let me back up. Let me back up two steps here. So with replacement names, as some of you may know, if you've been listening since the beginning, we have a name on your list called the Wine House. And the Wine House is the name that you've designated as the person that you are 100% confident is going to pass away this year. And if you are correct, you get double points for that particular name. And you get double points regardless how many people have them on their list. So if Brad and I have the same name on our list, but it's my wine house, I get double the points and he actually only gets half points because all names, the points are shared with however many people play. So there's a lot of strategy in figuring out who you're going to list as your wine house. Um, and you only get one wine house per year. So if your wine house died earlier this year, you can replace them with a... I guess, normal name, if you will, but you can never have more than one wine house during the year. And as of right now, again, I did a quick cursory look. Nobody's wine houses have gone this year. So everybody's wine house are still in play. Now that may mean that some people are going to spice it up and move some stuff around. Um, it may mean that they're going to change their wine house or just kind of keep it as is because, you know, there are still 
six months left in the year. So who knows, but going back to the points, um, Beth is currently in the lead with a 60 points. She's sitting there very strongly with 60 points, uh, and a shocking twist of events. I am in second place. Holy cow. How'd you do that? With 43 points. I don't know how I did that. The only thing I can think of is maybe Tom Parker, um, because he was very young. Um, but for somebody who, and no, anybody that's listening to this is going to think I'm completely full of shit when I say this, but I barely got on the board most years. I mean, honestly, I, <laughs> I joke that this is like the funnest game that I can't play because <laughs> I, I most fun you've had losing honestly, because I, I think the most I've gotten in prior years is maybe 10 points. Maybe, um, I'm not really good at the game, but apparently I'm turning things around this year and I am in second place with 43 points tied for third place is a first timer, a buddy of mine, Paul, who has 20 points and tied with him in third place with 20 points is Brad. Really? I didn't know I was on the board. Look that, at that. Look at that. Now, I, need to, I need to seriously look at my open enrollment now that I'm in play. <laughs> now you have two lists. You play two lists. I so do, Brad, but only one of them is probably Brad one. one. Yeah. Brad one is getting as at 20 points. And then Brad two is on the board with 3.3 points and you're tied with Megan who also has 3.3 points. Um, and then other than that, that's it. So there are one, two, three, four, five of us that are on the board. Everybody else is at zero. So it's not an easy game to play. There is some strategy and a whole lot of luck that goes into it, but we also have six months to go. So a lot can happen as we turn the corner towards the end of the year, but that's where we're at right now. So interesting. I hope everyone has a good time. And the best advice I can give you about open enrollment is the person you take off your list will die in the next six months. <laughs> I laugh because it's a hundred percent true. It is. <laughs> it's so, it's so true. I took somebody off my list, I think two years ago and they died the next year. Um, Tom Parker, who died this year, I did have him on my list, but he was my wine house last year. And, um, I took him, I, I downgraded him from the wine house and just kept him on the list, but yeah, he, he passed away this year. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's all a gamble and as more people play and, uh, you know, as newer people play and they spice it up with their gameplay, it's just, you know, it's a crapshoot in a lot of ways on what it's going to look like. Um, and then I'm going to, this is, this is the first time you're hearing this, but I'm going to shoot this idea off of you and see what you think. Breaking news. Breaking Celebrity news. Death pool podcast, breaking news. You're hearing it first. <laughs> so on our Facebook page recently, I put out a post announcing open enrollment and that we were going to, you know, have the opportunity to make some changes. And in that post, I also added that I would not be accepting one name. And, um, I mentioned him earlier in this podcast, but it's Jeff Burton of one Oh five, seven, the point he was recently put in hospice for, um, 
cancer. He's battling cancer. He has not passed away. And all fingers crossed and all good juju being sent to the Burton household because we don't want him to pass away. We are hoping that he pulls through, but he was put into hospice earlier this, uh, well, actually last week. And I put a note out there because again, it's my game. I make the rules. I can do what I want. And I said, nobody can put him on their list. And, and honestly, it was just one of those things that I've listened to Jeff Burton since I was 16 years old. I feel like I know him better than a lot of my family members. And this one just really, really hurts. So I am really hoping he pulls through, but my thought to you, and of course this is now probably two years too late because I know who you would have done, but I'm thinking about instituting something called a Burton block where a player can basically designate one person, just one, not one every year or one, you know, each season, but just one name that we will not have them on the list, no matter so you're what. You're saying everyone submits a nomination and we choose which name it is. No, I'm saying that my name would be Jeff and Jeff will never be allowed to be put on anybody's list come hell or high water from now until the end of time. Yours I'm imagining would have been Eddie Van Halen, but as we know, Eddie is gone, but you know, somebody else may look at this and they may come on and say, I don't even know, Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer has been pivotal and, you know, pivotal in their life and that, you know, she means everything to them. And so therefore no one can ever use the name Amy Schumer and put them on the list. Um, and that's the, that's the name for that particular person. And they're using that Burton block. I'm not quite sure on the semantics of how this would work out, but I don't know if it's something that at the beginning of the year we make that announcement or if it's even something that would be that... interesting that we pick a name that nobody gets points on. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Now, would it be just one name for the whole game or would each person get to have a name? Each like, per- my Burton block is Eddie Van Halen. So if Eddie Van Halen dies, nobody gets points. Is that what you're saying? Right. Oh, that'd that- be fun. That would be be your, your Burton block would be Eddie Van Halen, which means no matter what. Now, again, I don't know if you're, you know, I'm trying to work out the logistics of that in that this year, you know, again, let's just hypothetically, let's just say, I don't know, whatever, Joe Blow, Joe Blow has been diagnosed with cancer. Joe Blow is instrumental to you. You love Joe Blow. And so you're implementing your Burton block this year, Joe Blow, no points. I don't know how that looks if he survives this year and makes it to next year. Um, I don't know if it's a for all eternity. Joe Blow is your block or for as long as you play, Joe Blow is the block. I don't really know. I think we should should kick it around, but I would like the people that listen to this podcast to email us their thoughts. I agree. I would love to know. It could be a game changer in the sense, hypothetically, if there is like a Valerie Harper who has terminal stage four cancer and a bunch of people put her down on their list, what if I put her as my Burton block? Right. That would change the, that would make the game harder. It would make the game harder. Now the spirit of the Burton block is not necessarily strategy. 
it's I more. Get it, but some people are going to play it that way. I agree. I agree. But the spirit of it would be more along the lines of this. Or one here's just here's how we personal. could do it. When you will have like one year, so like January one, you give us your Burton block, okay? Until that person actually dies, as long as you play the game, that is your Burton block. You cannot change every year. Right. Right. And that's what I'm kind of thinking. That's interesting. And as new people come in, their very first list would have their Burton block. And that Burton block stays on their list as long as they play the game each year. And that can't change until that person actually passes away. And then you can put in your new Burton block at the next beginning of a game. So if like my Burton block dies right now, no. No. And I'm saying that your Burton block, you get one and that's it. Forever. Forever. As long as you play the game. As long as you play the game, you get right. one block. So here's what we're going to do. We would like the listeners of this podcast to email us and let us know what they think a good Burton block rule will be. We will toss it around. And when we record our next podcast, we will have the definitive Burton block rules. I think that's a good idea. Okay. I think I that's like a that good idea. idea. And I will also put it out on our team Facebook page and see what their thoughts are as well. Absolutely. Because I think that this is, again, this came about because in this particular instance, it really is so close to home. It really does hit me. And, you know, we do this, we do this game. We do this podcast because, you know, we are very affected. Well, it is, it is entertainment, but we do it. And we've talked about this before, but we do it because we love it. We love movies. We love music. We love television. These people have an impact in our lives and they're important to us. This country's culture. Right. And they, and they really are important to us in a lot of ways. Some more so than other, again, pop taco or whatever rest in peace but I'm moving on with my life but there are some that it will and I'm sitting here looking at you right now in your Van Halen t-shirt so it's one of those like (laughs) I know that if we had if I had thought of this years ago you would have said Eddie Van Halen we can't we can't do that absolutely been on my list and and that's um trust me that passing is something that still has impact on me Right. Um, and it is sad. And yeah, I mean, I think everyone should have a chance to, you know, celebrate that one person that's been that meaningful in their life. I would assume, you know, for some people, it could be David Grohl or it could be an actress or an actor or, sure. you know, I think, it's a, it would, that's, I think it yeah. would be a fun rule. I think it'd be a fun rule and it would actually celebrate some of these people at a, More. At a higher level. I agree. I, and that's, that to me was the spirit behind this. And the fact that we play this game because again, it's fun and we try to bring levity to a really sad situation, but then there are just some names that are, that kind of transcend the game. And it so, almost make you feel guilty about playing this. Game. Yes, that is, uh, that is a hundred percent. It's not even it's guilt and it's just you don't want to put that juju out into the world. Yeah. I don't want to put that energy out there. I don't want it. And so I just, and to think that maybe somebody would be gaining something 
from that person's passing. Again, right. we're looking at it from a fun point and we're all gaining in some capacity, but there are just some names that, you know, it just, it just kind of cuts a little bit deeper. So anyway, give us your thoughts. I would love to hear what you guys have to say. As Brad said, reach out to us, let us know. I would, you know, so much of this game has evolved since the beginning of, of us playing it, that this is just one more evolution. And now that we have this format, I would love to hear what you guys have to say. So please email us at celebritydeathpoolpodcast at gmail.com. As always, if you have questions for Brad and I uh, that you would like answered, uh, please feel free to email us and we'll be happy to answer those um, you know, on air or privately if you need that or whatever the case is, but we would love to hear from you. And for our players, I'm going to be reaching out to you soon. But if you're listening to this too, please let us know what your thoughts are on the upcoming Burton Block. And at the very least, tell us what you think of the podcast. We've been doing this for coming close to, I think, a year mm. or maybe at least half a year-ish. It's been half before. a year for sure. I think our first one was in October. So we've got yeah, a couple but of months. You know what? But yeah. it, you know, let us know what you think of the podcast. Are we doing a good job? Is it funny? Is it boring? Should we stop? Should we shut up? Should we get new? Those are all posts? valid opinions, but Just throw it I'd out there. Let's have love fun with to this. know. I'd love to know. So, all right. Well, with that, would you, would you like to sponsor our podcast? Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you own a funeral home and you would like to sponsor this Liberty death pool podcast? Um, so with that, I would like to thank Brad for hanging out with me as always. Thank Brad, you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, for anybody listening again, email us, check us out on Facebook. You can check out the Celebrity Death Pool podcast Facebook page, and um, we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody.